Welcome back to the What Do We Do podcast. On today's show, we have one of the top sneaker designers and brand developers in the world, Mr. Rick Williams. It's going to be a great show, so let's go. Welcome to What Do We Do, a podcast discussing wealth management and financial planning featuring key leaders in our communities, hosted by founder and CEO of Great Lakes Wealth, Dewey Stephan. Tune in to hear how you can plan for and live your Your best best life. life. Welcome back to the What Do We Do podcast. I'm Dewey Stephan, your host, and this is season three, episode three, number 66. And as you know, once a month on our show, we bring in a leader in the community who has a story to tell, knowledge to share, and advice to give. Well, today's guest is a leader and an inspiration in so many ways. And I'm so excited to welcome Mr. Rick Williams to the show. Rick, it's great to see you. Thank Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. You bet. So most of our viewers and most of our listeners probably know you from Burn Rubber, okay? Or the over 50 sneakers that you've designed, okay? However, we're going to start with what you're doing now. Have you heard of this thing called the Distinct Life? I absolutely have. All right. So tell us about Distinct Life and let's get into it. All right. So the Distinct Life was something that I started um, as a originally in 2010. The Distinct Life was my creative outlet. I was designing shoes for Burn Rubber, telling stories about Detroit, like the spirit of Detroit. I did a workforce pack with New Balance where I talked about the blue collar and the white collar workers. It was the time when people were getting buyouts. They were being, you know, the, the auto industry was in a tough place in 07, in 08, in our family members had to take buyouts. It changed our life. That was the reason I even came to Michigan. So I started doing using those stories that we were experiencing here in, 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 in Michigan and getting them to the world, you know, paying homage to those workers that our country, the back was built, uh, you know, the, 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 our productivity from this state comes from these people. And a lot of times they don't get to shine. So that was important to me in 2010 to start telling those stories. So from then we told stories about the boxing heritage of Detroit. I've told stories about the spirit of Detroit, all using footwear. And taking these, it starts with the design of the footwear, then you go into the campaign, and then all of a sudden people have these artifacts that we've created in their homes and they're learning about our city or our story. So that's kind of what I started. And with The Distinct Life, I continue telling these stories, not necessarily the ones about Detroit, because I'm not originally from Detroit. So I was telling those stories on behalf of the people from the city that we serve and that we're around. But I wanted to tell some stories that were more, um, I guess, dear to me, special to me, the things that really made me move. So I started talking about the mission, the mission to inspire and the mission to help other people grow. So the distinct life, we also coined the Talented Tent. The Talented Tent was a theory by W.E.B. Du Bois that he took from the, um, a Protestant group that talked about 10% of us being the leaders of our communities, the ones to take our community to the next level, to, to help raise us out of the situations that we came from 
And I believe that I am that, the people that I work with are that, and that's something that we try to instill because we have a responsibility. You know, everyone from our community doesn't get a chance to do the things that I'm doing, and I don't take that lightly. So I, even in the mission of what I do every day, whether I'm telling a story for someone else, I always keep in mind the, the bigger responsibility. We have something very similar in the world of finance. It's called the 80-20 rule. Have you heard of this? Yeah. It's also called the Pareto Principle. And what that says is that 80% of your business comes from 20% of your clients or 20% of your uh, productivity. Yep. So it's the same idea where you need to just focus on what's working and um, those that can lead and those that are making a difference. You need to really focus on those and not um, you know, trying to um, just be all things to all people. There's a law of least effort. The law of least effort says that if you do, if you're doing what you're meant to do, what you have the skills in, it'll be easy. Basketball players don't complain about going to play basketball. They do it easily. That's what they do. They're built for that. So even in design and being a creative, what I do is real work. But it's, it's, it's not work to me because it's what I love to do. Yeah, a lot of people say that, right? If you and that's that 20. That's that 20, for sure. Um, some say that uh, you should follow your passions and you'll be most productive because you're doing something that you're passionate about, yeah. right? Others say no, because if you just follow what you're passionate about, you're going to take the easy road because it is easy. So you're not going to excel. There's probably a little bit of both of those uh, philosophies in real life. Um, there are a lot of underachievers. Mm -hmm. They've given, they've been given God given talents and they don't maximize those, right? Yeah. Others, they say, I'd give me someone who works hard rather than someone who's got talent and I'll take the hard worker all day long. And guess where the, where the um, super saiyan comes? What's that? The talented one. That's a hard worker. That's the gift. Right. No one works is going to outwork me. And that's a fact. You can see it. You see what you see it. Well, Show me who else have done, has done what I'm doing. So that's my thing. If you're a hard worker and you're talented, the gift is hard working. That's what we teach at our house. Our house is like, look, you can't let anyone outwork you. When you're asleep, they're working. And I believe that because no one's coming to save us. So two things. One is, as we said before the show when we were talking, I mentioned to you, I think you put the H in hustle, and I think you put the side in side hustle for sure, right? Yeah. So I agree with that 100%, and I'm kind of built the same way. Mm -hmm. But it's very important to recognize that post-COVID, and actually go back post-9-11 when the World Trade Centers yeah. um, you know, were destroyed right, by a horrific attack, mm -hmm. um, people since then have said, I need a work-life balance. Oh, yeah. I don't want to be working 24-7. I've got a life to live. I don't uh, live to work. I work to live. So where do you um, fall in that camp? Because um, the millennials, the Gen Zs, some of them are like, no, I want to just go on a mission. And I want to have a mission of happiness and joy. And mm -hmm. I don't want to mm -hmm. work toward others. My mission is to cre create, to yeah. build, and to never stop. Yep. I think that for me... There, there is a mission. I never wanted to, to, it's not about working 24 hours. It's about the environment that you work in. It's about interpersonal communication. It's about who you're working with, who's wor who you're working for. If I can't, my problem is if I can't 
work with you in harmony, this isn't going to be productive for either of us. And that's the problem in corporate America. When I like I grew up, like I said, my mom worked for General Motors. I'm hearing you complain about corporate culture my whole life. So that's not going to make me want to go work for General Motors because I was hearing that, you know, the whole time. So what I did was what differentiates me, just like in business, like I said, I have a set of special skills. Everyone needs marketing and everyone needs to understand their brand. And then once you understand that, then you can elevate. And that's, that's a, a principle. That's a principle, whether you're marketing on billboards or you're marketing on social media, you still need the creative to guide you and guide your visual visual language. So you know how they say sometimes uh, life goes in a complete circle? Okay, your mom worked for General Motors, right? Yeah. You have no um, distaste or no negativity. No, I General love General Motors. Motors. They got me through college, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? I think they just they just deemed you a champion for change, and yeah. you just had um, some video, a uh, whole um, you know presentation about champion for change featuring Rick Williams and the Cadillac Escalade brand. Yeah. Hashtag be iconic. Hashtag so be iconic. That, right? Cadillac has always been, it was a, a beautiful opportunity. You know, um, when they reached out to me, I, like I said, even my grandfather worked for general motors. So I come from a general motors family. So when that, that came, I'm like the Escalade that is in all of my favorite music. From growing up, from Outkast to Jay Dilla, they're all talking about, you know, this Cadillac Escalade. And when the opportunity came to tell my story, they wanted to present me as a community change maker, someone that, just like I, I mentioned to you earlier, I'm constantly looking for ways to build up the young creatives that are around me, even get them the opportunities to work with us or even just mentor. So I try to impart the knowledge and the experience because these 41 years, I've been through a lot. You know, I've, I've seen a lot. I've done a lot. And there's a lot to share. And I think that's the, the difference. Like, if we can come together and collaborate, which is how I built my whole career is on collaboration. I started doing footwear with New Balance. I can't make a shoe myself, but I can design it and I can come up with a concept and then I can communicate how we how it connects to the community and then that now we have shoes that are selling so there's a job that i have to do with all of these companies you know yeah, what i'm saying yes and i do know what you're saying and we're going to get into them again yeah. we're going to we're going to try to keep this within mm -hmm. the time frame that we said earlier rick but um, everything comes full circle that might be the theme of today's show because let's talk about yeah. sneakers okay so that's kind of where you got your start if you will at burn mm -hmm. rubber right yep. but guess what and i think you know this uh the sneaker business is probably uh, at its peak right now and it's not at the peak it's at its peak now mm -hmm. and probably become more and more and more important in society as yeah. we move forward so from my background the Air Jordans. Have you heard of these? Yeah. These were like, for my world, the ones that started. There was like K-Swiss and some other things going on yeah. back then. But the yep. Air Jordans did it. Now, here we are in the business setting, not General Motors, but the world of finance and Great Lakes Wealth and what we do. Mm -hmm. Unless I'm going to the most important business meeting of the week or, you know, God forbid, a funeral, maybe a wedding, except for those, I try not to wear suits anymore. Okay? Maybe a blazer and I try to, you know, look my best when I can. But... A lot of people wear sneakers 
with their suits. A lot of people were sneakers just walking around the house. And I was just at a conference across the country, and people were wearing suits, and they had sneakers on. And I'm like, this is amazing, and it's also insane. So yeah. let's talk about that. It's definitely amazing, because why should you wear uncomfortable shoes? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just ask yourself that. <laughs> Like, do I want to be comfortable or do I want to be uncomfortable? Am I going to perform better if I'm comfortable or if I'm uncomfortable? And that's how I looked at it. I I don't wear suits. I might wear a suit once in a while, but that's 90%. I go years with no suit. And when I show up, if you want me to show up, don't give me a dress code. Because right. I don't care to talk to you if you're a suit guy. I used to say... I only wear a suit if I'm going to a funeral, a wedding, or to court. Footwear is how you express yourself. Your clothes, what you wear, says something about you. You're proud to be from here. You have a Shinola watch on. Like, I, like you can learn just by observing someone. And your clothes say something about you. How you put yourself together says something about you. It's part of your brand. And a lot of people don't even realize that. You know what I'm saying? So what you wear, I tell my children and my wife all the time. When we wear something, if I decide to wear Gucci and Gucci decides to put out an ad campaign with a black face or something on it, then I'm representing that. They make decisions that I don't agree with. So when you wear something that says distinct life on it, I want you to know that it's coming from a place of principle. It's coming from a place of the people. We're trying to encourage people and inspire people to do things to make our community a better place to live. So I charge people to think about what you're wearing and what you're putting on. Think about what that company, company represents and who they are. And then decide whether you want to make them your luxury brand of choice. Is there a point, though, where it goes too far, meaning everyone wants freedom of choice, freedom of independence, freedom to walk the way they want to walk, mm -hmm. dress, they want to, uh, dress the way they want to dress? So, again, you'll see uh, young adults, maybe children, uh, pants hanging down below the bottom of their butt cheek. You'll see in a uh, royal wedding or a sophisticated event, someone that comes in and almost is anti the establishment, trying to either make a point or maybe not even making a point. They just don't recognize. So there's something about being respect, respect your elders. So mm -hmm. I think there's got to be some kind of, um, you know, a at least a low bar or some side of staying with, uh, playing within the lines to a degree. You don't want to go to your grandmother's house and disrespect her, right? But yeah. amongst your peer group, you can be, because that is where you get the creative juices flowing. Uh, what do you think? Even when you dress down, there's a way to dress. Mm -hmm. There's a way to tailor your, your, your clothes. There's a way to do all of that. I can dress, I can dress down and still outdress this man in this goofy looking suit that he didn't know how to get tailored. Yeah. That's the thing. I can tailor anything. It's about understanding the systems of apparel. It's about un everything has a system. Your brand has a system. When you see my camo, you're going to see my camo on a Beats by Dre Pill. You're going to see it on a shoe. You're going to see it on a wall. You're going to see it on a shirt. You're going to see it on a commercial. It's about consistency. When you see me pull up to accept an award, you're going to see me in my clothes. Right. When you see Jay-Z, you see him in his clothes. 
and not only just their clothes, but you see them being them. Yes. Right? Whether, um, you know, it's Post Malone to um, who is the guy from Saturday Night Live that was um, dating Ariana Grande and a few others, uh, Pete. Pete Davis. Pete Davis, right? So yeah. um, he just does it his way, and they're yes. respected because you, you don't have to be. That's what sets I mean, you apart. Right? But there are other ones that kind of um, take – the stage that they have been given, and they truly uh, don't maximize it, or they don't even know what their brand is, right? Yeah. They kind of are just there, and they haven't thought it through. I well, was, a lot of people get to the point where they they have all the recognition and everything. If you don't have a team behind you, if you don't have someone that is well-versed in these things that we're talking about, you are going to look goofy. Yeah, Because you have to take – there's the same way you had to take time to learn how to do what you do in wealth management. You have to learn about your own brand. You have to learn about, like, that's what you learn as an entrepreneur. You have to do everything. I've done every job. But that's why when I bring you in, I know what's what. You're not going to get over on me because I already did that job and I know what it takes. So, like, all of these things are, they're kind of like, it's, I always refer to them as principles. Everything is a principle. You know, even even how how you dress, you you create your system. You ever heard, see that uh, documentary like minimalism or is like a minimalist? Like there's this guy watching. He had like thirty pieces of clothes total, okay. total. So he could like at any moment he can pick up and go. I love that. You know, but doing what I've done and like supplying the freshness to people for so long, it's yeah, you don't like I that can't now. go down to 30. I do, I am like that. You can ask my wife. No, no, no. I'm saying you can't because you got, you got more than 30, uh, 30 skews oh, on yeah. your brand. No, no, no. You yeah, need like I don't wear them all though to, anymore. No, I I like, I used to wear try and wear all of them, but like me and the people from our like the sneakerhead community, we have thousands of shoes. Like, right. it's not. It's like people have rooms just for shoes. Right. Like, I know the real ones. You know what I'm saying? The ones that have storage units. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I just got to the point where it's like there's these certain things. All of that in the grand scheme of things, it's about getting time with my family. So that's why I move like this. I work the way I work because I want to spend time with them while I'm here. You know, with my, we homeschool our children. That's not easy. But it's because we've created the type of life that we, we live. We bet on ourselves. I've since finish line, <laughs> when I was finishing college, I haven't worked for a job. So I've always been able to figure it out. And it what I learned in the most recent years is that God has been building these skills in me, and that's why I've become an expert at branding. Well, in our business or at our firm here, we say if you fail to plan, you plan to, you fail. Plan to fail. And that's whether you're just walking the red carpet or just walking to school in the morning, you are representing your brand. There was a basketball coach in Detroit at uh, UD Mercy, mm -hmm. and he was a mentor and a friend, and he says all the time, you're always being evaluated. It's not just like at a, a tryout when you're running the 40 or in a tryout when you're shooting your threes. That's all they're looking at. They're observing you when the, the camera's not on you. So you're always being evaluated. So always 
you know, understand your brand and always act appropriately, right? Absolutely. And, uh, and whatever that is to you, if your brand is very tight and conservative, just always be that way. If your brand is uh, loose and, um, you know, progressive, be that way. But consistency. Consistency. And then also, this is something that I haven't really said on this show before, so I appreciate you, Rick, just for bringing it out of me, is you have to have a sense of self. You need to know who you are. Knowledge Some people go their the whole life important. trying to figure out who they are, or they don't even try to figure it out. They just never know. They're yeah. trying to um, just go with what's the hottest on TV, go yeah. what's the hottest on YouTube, go what's the hottest with TikTok. Do you know what I mean? But ultimately, the sooner you can actually find who you are, find your voice, find your passion. Um, I think the better your life will be and the further you can go and the you know greater heights you can achieve. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm unapologetically me. And because I've been building like this for so long, no one, right? you know, I have to, my wife and I answer to God. And then it's like, and the government, obviously you got to pay these taxes. But the the whole thing is, you have to listen to that voice and find that path. Like this path that I'm on, there was no one doing this before me in Michigan. I didn't know who am I looking at? I have peers that I talk to now that, you know, that they do the same thing. They work with these companies and they design and they live off of being a creative, but I didn't have a blueprint. I had to figure it out. I just spoke at the black footwear forum downtown um, last weekend and it was all of the the people from every it was someone represented from every company adidas was there people from the yeezy uh group were there converse new balance puma nike the first ever black designer from nike was there so they were celebrating our contribution to this industry that is very much influenced by people that look like me the culture, that's where it comes from. So if we're not in the rooms for these creative conversations, it comes, it starts to look like culture vultures because you really don't know because, you know, the culture was created over here. So now we found ourselves in a place where it's like I'm able to help provide an authentic voice with these companies, especially when we're talking about our community. And when you talk about finding yourself, that's a real thing to talk about. Because well, check, it, check it out. The knowledge of self is imagine if you don't know where you're from. Imagine if you don't know how you got here. Imagine if you can only go to a certain point. That affects you because you don't have yourself, you don't have that sense of self. So you have to start finding other things. So, like, that's a real thing. And that's something, like, when you mention that, that's something I think about a lot. Imagine being in a position in a community and having to dig yourself out of a position from gen for generations. And it's passed down in your families. Yeah. And then it becomes easy to just stay the course because it's too much work. Yeah. To and then you call them up. lazy because they right. they were growing like this. Right. So you're not from Detroit, no. but I would consider you one of the biggest influencers currently in Detroit. And so when we say, um, you know, from the D, you don't have to be born 
in Detroit to be born from Detroit, if you will. So um, with your work ethic and with, you know, your uh, inspiration, where do you think, not just Detroit, but, you know, um, the greater community of hardworking people that want to achieve greatness, you know, where does it start? And, um, you know, what path is, you know, do you have to take to get there? That we have to work together. That's the only way we can do anything is by working together. And you have to be confident in what you do and understand what you do. I have to do the same so that we can come together and help each other grow. And that's with anyone. So I think that one, first you have to be qualified by being a hard worker. You have to be someone that's not scared to work. And the reason people are seen as lazy is because they're trying to do stuff that they're not meant to do. Working, taking the, 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 the path of least, least resistance doesn't mean you're the easy route. I still have to work hard. You're not going to just, just because I'm talented enough to paint a mural doesn't mean I don't have to put the hours in to do it. You got to put the time in. If you haven't put the time in, you won't be seen as that expert that you're trying to, to portray yourself as. So, to me, the number one thing is you have to be a hard worker. It's sometimes when you have that when you have that talent and you don't really work hard, that's it's like the person who got the green light on the basketball team. You can shoot whenever you want, even when you miss. You're going to have the most confidence in your shot. But the one who didn't, the one who had to be more careful because coach was going to snatch them, they learned to play different. And they learned to be better at other things and become a more well-rounded player because they had to fight to get on the court. So the fighters are the ones that are going to be the winners, the ones who can fight, the ones who aren't scared of working hard. Those are the winners. So that's the first thing. And then once you understand that and you can understand what you bring to the table, then you start coming together like Voltron with other people in the community with like minds and like principles. Because then we are both, if we're both hard workers, we don't have to argue about that. We know that I know you're going to work hard. You know that I'm going to work hard. So let me do my job. You do your job, and let's take something over. You have to be able to grind. Um, some are um, raised in uh, households or communities that uh, encourage that, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. others are not. I notice um, in my community a lot of children um, that are just um, left to their own devices yeah. to figure it out, and that's where you can um, be extremely creative and maybe one out of a hundred becomes a genius with that creative because that's the that's the light bulb and that's the gift they've been given. Mm -hmm. But the other ninety nine, they because no one's they um, needed the guidance. They needed to be taught, right? They needed to be shown. They needed yeah. to be encouraged for greatness in a, a certain way. And so it's important. And that goes back to being a brand ambassador. We're going to keep going in these circles yeah. because um, those that don't have the uh, family unit, mm -hmm. they don't have. Um, 
brothers and sisters or uh, mentors. Um, I know uh, one of your friends is one of my friends, and you and he are confidants. Yeah. Have you heard of this phrase? Yes. Yes, I have heard of it, but not the way that you are with our good friend, Dean Brody, CEO of Revel. Yeah. Right, who introduced us, and so you need at some point to have confidants. They can be mentors. They can certainly yeah. be friends and advisors. But and it could be parents. It could yeah. be your, uh, you know, your church leader. Right, and so with the brands, let's get back to the tennis shoes or brands. Um, you look at LeBron James. You look at um, Kobe Bryant. You look at back in the day Michael Jordan. You look at Steph Curry. You look at anyone that is uh, on stage. Mm-hmm. You uh, want to identify with them. Yeah. So that's where you'll buy their shoes. Yeah. You'll buy their merch. You'll buy their what they're selling. And so... Um, they're inspiring you because sometimes I feel that he is me. And that's what you say is inspire. That's one of yeah. your mottos. Yeah. And that's what we all are here to do. That's what you're doing, Dewey. You have a podcast with over a million views on social media and you're inspiring people. You're bringing people on to so you can share this information. That's our job. LeBron, Kobe, all of these people that you said, Kyrie, these are people that inspire. Kyrie is a very inspiring person because he bucks against the system. If something's not right, you stand for yours. Same as Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And that's why I hold these people up as heroes. But at the same time, all of them, they all demonstrate hard work, dedication, perseverance, just like you said, all of them, everyone that you met, you really can't get to the NBA and be a standout player without those traits. Uh, Tiger Woods back in the day, LeBron now, Kyrie, all of them, um, they don't need coaches. They don't need um, mentors. Like um, Tiger Woods doesn't need a golf coach. Sure he does, right? Yeah, I don't believe they all you know, need they, like that's right? what they just I feel like they got access to the best ones. Right. That you know what I'm saying? And that's how they get better and better and better. Right. Cause I've seen Tiger, like I played golf a couple times. We've seen each other on the court. Uh-huh. And there's things that Tiger does on purpose that we do on accident all the time. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like he's slicing it because he wants to slice it. We're slicing it because it's an accident. Right. So it's like there, even even the support of his father and the pushing of his father. Look at the the um, Williams sisters. Say what you want. If this is the outcome you want, this is what you need to help you get there. Look at the Jackson Five. Look at all the Jacksons. You got to have somebody who is focused to help push you there. If that's the route, but everyone doesn't need that route, as you can see, because it sometimes it could be you know it could hurt you. Yeah, we had uh, on a prior episode, we had Peter Vanderkay, three-time Olympian, gold medal champion, uh, swam relays with uh, Michael Phelps, et cetera. And uh, he's from Rochester Hills. And um, so when he was on, we talked about that because not just to be an Olympic champion, just be a champion um, at your own level of greatness and succeed to what you want that success to be, which is, again, sense of self, know where you're trying to go. Mm -hmm. We talked about... um, there's a fine line because if you push someone too hard when they're too young, they resent you. Yeah. Um, athletes particularly um, push, push, push. You throw harder, uh, shoot further. You know, don't miss. You miss one, I'm going to smack you with the belt. You miss two, I'm going to make you do push-ups. You miss yeah. three, you know, go and come back tomorrow, right? So they, they make it not fun. Yeah. And so a lot of kids at the high school level um, or maybe even in college level, they get burnt out. 
Yeah. They hate the sport that they used to love because it's not a game anymore. It's work. Mm. But so then you just let them play. Let them have fun. Right. And I have three kids and I played, um, you know, two sports in college. And so I believe it's an important part of your life is to be athletic and to yeah. have sport. Right. Learn. I talked to my son about that the other day. And just the lessons that you learn be, being an athlete. Like I played all the sports as well in, in, in college and I mean in high school. And I was like, the adversity that you get from your coaches and just to fight to, like I just said, fighting to get your spot, to hold your spot. Cause you gotta be the one, you have to be the one performing in order to be in that spot. And that's an analogy for life and just how it is, how it's set up. That's the reality of what it is. If you're not performing, if you're not winning and not handling your biz, you're not going to be the one that gets the call. And you have to deal with it when you don't get the in life. Yeah, you have to deal with it when you don't get the call when you should have. Yeah, you were uh, picked over for a position you deserved, uh, whether um, you believe it's racially motivated or gender motivated or just because the dude or dude had a homie who we like wanted you. to hire. You, you know what I mean? It's a whole bunch of reasons, right? But so you have to learn, and that's on the on the. You know, they used to call it daddy ball when you play yeah. sports as a kid. Whoever's dad's the coach, he oh, gets yeah, to play. That. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so um, there's truth to that. Yeah. But guess what? Much. That's truth in life. So yeah. you either, when it doesn't go your way, you flip a table Listen. and you tell your boss, F you, I'm out of here. Yeah. Or you just, you know, figure out a way to process it and uh, deal with it uh, that's appropriate for whatever you want the outcome yeah. to be. Understand what the reality is and be cool with it and move on. Hey, Dan Fife, all of his kids went and played college basketball. They had the green lights. I'm going to give my son the green light, too, if I'm the coach. We'll give a shout-out to uh, Dugan Fife. He's one of my boys. So Dugan, I love Dugan. I'm just saying, go. Dugan, Jeremy, Dane is my, was sure. my friend. Sure. So what I'm saying is look at them. It's just like LeBron's kids. His dad don't have to be the coach. They're still going to get all the playing time because – the coaches want to be cool with LeBron. Right. So they're going to be the ones. Like, you're set up to be the one. My children, Rick is already an artist. He's going to be doing murals. He's going to be designing footwear. Why? Because dad has access to that. That's why. And if you want to do it, we're going to do it. Because my team is that house, the people that live in that house. First is our job to inspire each other. And if he's already doing that, guess what, Dewey? He's inspired, and guess what his dad does? He's been painting murals and designing shoes his whole life. So that's my job. Now we go and inspire the world together as a family after I raise those boys to be the soldiers. So then it's four of us instead of two because those are the ones I can really trust, and I know what's being poured into them. So we're going to talk about that real quick. We're going to pivot over to family. Okay, your beautiful wife, Yolanda. Mm-hmm. Your oldest son is Ricky. Yep. And then Mace. Is that right? Yep. Mason, he's the stud. I love um, Ricky, you're a stud too. Okay. Um, so that's, you said, that's your army, right? That's, yeah, those are that's, your soul, that's your family. That's your unit. That's the game. Right? I, in my house, we call it Team Stefan. We call yep. that Team Williams yep. right there, right? And I look at the smile that just put on your yeah, face. Yeah, we call it the gang, for real. The gang. Gang, right? gang. That's fantastic, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, what is my oldest son, Jackson? He used to call us um, maybe something similar to that, too. Yep. So that's awesome. Um, 
But with that, you have to balance um, the work-life balance, the family and work yeah. balance, and you can maybe have them all um, involved with the business and the family. That's yeah. what? It's a family business. Absolutely. There you go. Uh, so I want everyone to know what your day is like from start to finish because I've heard yeah. you're up at 5 a.m., yeah. and you tap dance on plywood to get the day going. I'm going to let you talk about your day, and then mm-hmm. when you're done, how you say you, uh, you know, maybe say your uh, your prayers, your devotionals, and go to bed or whatever it is, mm-hmm. then I'm going to let the audience know about some things you might have missed because you just ran through yeah. them fast, okay? So with, with in every morning, I, I try to, to just take time to clear my mind and, and focus and just be grateful for, you know, the the blessings that we have. You know, I believe that you have to take time every day and, and be grateful because there's so many people in this world that are not experiencing these, these peaceful days. You know, there's places where people are being bombed. There's places where people are being displaced from their homes and, 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 and they're, they're, where they've lived for so many years is being colonized. There's things happening all over the world. So I start every day with a spirit of gratitude. And tap is something that I've been doing. I've been classically trained. I've been doing that since I was 15. But I don't do it to perform. Like, that's not why God gave me that gift. I still perform once in a while with my homies that, you know, that make music. But that's not what I really use it for. It's really how I clear my mind and figure out what's going on. So I pray, I listen to a specific playlist that that it has music that takes me to a certain place. It's principle-driven, and that's kind of how I get my day started. Then after that, I start to work on the ideas, whatever we're working on for the distinct life and cream blends, because it's, it's a constant build. Okay. I was trained by Bruce Bradley in okay. Flint, Michigan at okay. the Burston Fieldhouse. That's where uh, Clarissa Shields trained. Okay. So I was I, I was trained in Flint, but I had the opportunity to go to um, what they called tap festivals. And that's these things where you would get together and get to take class from, like, the real legends, like Jimmy Sly, Diane Walker. Um, I met Peg Leg Bates, the real legends from this dance. So when I think about that art form, I really know the ones. Like when I, in my office, I have a shirt where they all sign the shirt. Savion, his mom signed the shirt and wrote a message to me. So I've had a chance to get close to these people. Savion is a friend of mine. He wasn't my, my teacher, but from far away, he was the inspiration. He was the person that I saw, and he looked like me. I'm like, yo, he got dreads. He has, he's wearing Fat Farm, Tim's. So he was hip-hop. Prior to that, I'm like, yo, I'm not trying to be in no suit, dancing around, and, like, I'm not dancing for white people. Like Fred Astaire. Yeah, no, no, more like, what I'm saying is, like, like Bill Robinson. Okay. Vaudeville. Like, I'm not, like, I know about vaudeville. That's where the blackface and stuff came from, and tap was used in that. So to me, I'm very mindful of that. You know what I'm saying? And when I do this, you know, like, that's why I tell you, I'm not dancing for you. I say that all the time. Like, even when I go perform, I don't tell people I'm performing. I pop up. So if you're there, you're blessed. If not, you'll catch it on Instagram. But that's how we have to look at it because it's a serious thing. And I, it's, I believe that when I'm doing that, I'm communicating with God. 
through those rhythms because I'm not talking. It's all I'm meditating when I do that. So that's why I say when you pray, move your feet. It's written on all my tap boards. It's everywhere. Just like those those basketball players that got something written before you go out onto the court. Whenever I see that every morning, that's how it is. And I do that in front of my family. And, of course, to show them this is how you can connect. So it's kind of like your version of yoga in the morning. Yeah, it is. And I do yoga as well. So that's why I know that it's the same. It's like meditate. It's the same feeling that I get when I do yoga, when I, when I meditate, regular meditate. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing. That's why I feel like it's a, a superpower. And some go out and they run one, three, yeah, five same miles thing. in the morning. Same I used to run as well. I've done that, and it's the same. Of course you have. You get of course that, you have. You just get to that point where you're like, we're athletes. Right. So you just get to that point. You're, it's you against yourself when you're running. So you start tuning into the breath. You, start, you, may, you might listen to music. It's the same thing. And uh, just so our audience is fully aware, I believe you uh, cut an album maybe a year and a half ago, a tap, mm -hmm. a tap album, right? Yeah, it was so, called the Jeezy Experiment. Jeezy, Jeezy. Rick Jeezy is what like my, my close friends call me. Like That's a, just a nickname. In our community, everybody gets a nickname. Dude, you come around enough, you're gonna have a new nickname. Trust me. Good. That's just how it I goes. have a lot already, but I'm coming. Yeah. I'm coming to town. I want as one. Dean. As Dean, right. Deanius has all the. Okay. He has Deanius, all. I give I him like all that. the nicknames. I like it. I just <laughs> call like him Dino. A, yeah, every, I know. Right. I know you guys call him Dino, but Dean, like you said, that's my like. Just to give a shout out to my guy. That was he is someone that believed in me and saw saw the spark before a lot of people and like was willing to get behind it. Now there's a lot of believers, but when Dean first came, that's why he is that he was very selfless. And like, he's someone that I could be honest with and he can be honest, yeah. you know, even with rebel we'll talk and I give him the real talk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's my brother. And I look at him like that. I want him to succeed. I care about his family. Yeah. And that's how, that's an example of how we grow as a community. And now you see, when I say community, I'm not just talking about black people. I'm talking about the people that have the same principles that are moving to inspire in that same way. Yeah, that's uh, what we always say here. We want to find leaders in our community, and you're yeah. a leader in our community. Yes. Our community goes beyond um, investment advice yeah. in Oakland County, Michigan. Yeah. Our community uh, knows no bounds. Yeah. It's just people that... Um, that we want to inspire and they want to be inspired by us. Yeah. All right, so you get up in the morning, 5 a.m., and you tap dance a little bit, and uh, you start your day uh, getting, you know, getting uh, your chakra yeah, figured out, and then what? And then, well, because you've got the two boys and you got a beautiful yeah. wife. So my wife is the head of all homeschool. You know, we come, I, we were, we, me and Yo have a meeting, and then, you know, she's kind of like, she's guiding that. I might take meetings. I might, you know, people might come up to the office. Sometimes the boys might be at the office. But then I have a list of things that I'm kind of, I have a list always. So I just kind of get into it. And I have clients that I have to address. So depending on what day, Mondays and Tuesdays, there's, you know, I, I kind of set that aside for a specific client. The one that gives, like, I work like a lawyer. So the ones that are able to retain me, those are the ones that are going to get get my time just because the demand has gone up and it's like I have to pick and choose the projects that I work on because 
we have I'm gonna give it my all and it has to be something I have to find some passion in. Amongst everything else, I consider you an artist, and I believe that mm-hmm. you b- believe you're an artist as well. Absolutely. So there's the traditional sense of being an artist, meaning painting murals. Yeah. So you certainly do that. Mm-hmm. There's also designing, um, you know, T-shirt fronts. Yeah. There's also just all the other designing, particularly the sneakers. Yeah. I know that every mm-hmm. sneaker that you've designed um, has a story to tell. Mm-hmm. And I know that every sneaker you've designed, every component in there uh, is placed there for a reason or taken out for yeah. a reason. So um, that's being an artist. Um, so besides murals, tap is certainly a form of art. Absolutely, yeah, I believe it's a community. I believe it's yeah. a form of communication as well. I think yep. a lot of things in life um, are communication that people don't even think. And art is communication. Sign Absolutely. language is communication. Absolutely. Certainly. So besides that, then you have the distinct life. You mm-hmm. have uh, the uh, f- the cream. Um, cream blend skincare. Right, yep. skincare line. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a lot of consulting, a lot of collaborating. That all um, comes under the distinct life. All under yep. the distinct life brand. Mm-hmm. So tell everyone right now, to, if they're going to Instagram, they look at, you have three or four different channels, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So you have a distinct brand, distinct, distinct, distinct life. Distinct life. And then you have at Rick WLMS. And then you have um, at Cream Blends. At, and then you got to follow Yolanda as well, at Yolanda WLMS. Heck, yeah. She is the head of household, head yes. of school, yep. HOS, yeah. head of school. Yep. Uh, all right. And so you spend time with your um, with your family, with the gang. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys do dinners together. Is it on the on the go and yeah. everyone's just popping in? And then we, does- we're, our family is really home. We're homebodies. We love, like, our house is our our um kind of like our sanctuary we got the family room set up so there's couches everywhere so we're all comfortable everybody has the best seat and i started um a couple years ago one of my clients was uh a a friend of mine uh tyler blevins richard richard tyler blevins and it's ninja to most people and he, I did all his his Adidas, his his Time In collection with Adidas. I designed all of that. And the reason I bring it up is because working with Tyler was like an opening for me to get on. Like, I started playing Fortnite. Never played Fortnite. But that's where me and Mason really started to bond. And now with homeschool, he has this thing called, I have this thing called OutSchool. And you literally can play like with a with a coach, you could play um, Fortnite with a coach. Like they're on Zoom. There's other kids in the class, and they're playing. And now I watch him, and he's so good. Like I'm horrible now. I used to be good because okay. I was playing it with him. But now, like Mace, when I I can watch my son play for the same reasons you watch Ninja play. Yeah. Well, I was going to bring up Ninja, so Ninja is something that you're doing the collaborations with as well, right? Well, yeah, that's a, that that contract is over, but he's still my homie. Right. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, we're not doing the Adidas stuff right now, but that's that was a that was for a couple years. That project was only for a couple years, and now we're on to new things. But I think the concept that we came up that I came up with him for him was time in, and it speaks to having that ten thousand hours to be you know an expert. And the reason he's so good at games and so good at streaming is because he really puts that time in. And I was faced with the challenge of finding something that we both could relate to because we weren't getting a lot of time together and I had to hurry up and start getting designs in. So that is where I kind of came up with the time in to be kind of his just do it. 
because I wanted him to have something that he can ride with, and it didn't. It wasn't had didn't have to be his name. So it's like this is his principle right. that he can push. Same thing that I do with the distinct life, but I adapt, adapted it for my friend for Ninja. Building a brand, does. exactly. That's how it is, right? And you're yeah. you're one of the best, if not the best, yeah. at building brands, my friend. Appreciate you, man. Absolutely. So let's go talk about like today's day and age, and let's talk about maybe social media for a minute, and okay. talk about a branding and advertising, all that stuff. Um, what you know? Do you see are some of the positives and negatives of how social media is impacting businesses today, and ultimately this is a conversation for the next gen, mm-hmm. for Gen Z and millennials. So talk about, again, how f- for them, for their hustle or side hustle, you know, what should they be paying attention to and how does it all fit in? Well, I think that social media has opened up a lot of avenues. Because if it wasn't for social media, I think it even leveled the playing field a little bit If for people that understood it. You know, because now it kind of flipped things. Advertisement was going one way. You know, even with... Buying ads online with Facebook is not the same as it was. That has been turned upside down. So it's like it's a constant, you know, things are constantly changing and moving. And, but I do think that it gives the creative a little bit more control because everyone needs video, and now you really can see that you need video because so many people are on that platform, Instagram so you were like, yo, if you understand how to make the video, if you understand how to edit the video, if you understand how to give the creative direction for the video, then you have a place for to help other people. Because that stuff comes easy to some of us, but to a lot of us, it doesn't. So I think that these platforms have actually given us training on that stuff. Like, in order to be successful with it, you have to learn how to do it. Look at this. We got these nice mics, cameras all over the place. Social media made you do this, Dewey. You weren't doing this if you ain't had those icons right there. Well, so I've coined this phrase. I'm going to coin this phrase that have you heard that they said a picture's worth a thousand words? Well, guess what? Video's worth a million words yeah. or a million views on social media. So yeah. a picture's worth a thousand words, video's worth a million words. And I'm coining that phrase, and you heard it here. First, okay? And I believe it's so true. It's absolutely true. So with that, and for, again, our younger viewers, our younger listeners, and please, all of you, subscribe to our channel, download, share, like, um, thumbs up. We need it to grow, and to grow means we can share this with more and more people. So with that, though, Rick... In It'll the world great. where it's uh, oversaturated and everyone wants to be there and they want duck lips and they want selfies in the mirror and they want this, um, how do our millennials, our Gen Zs, those younger viewers, those younger listeners, how do they um, find their way and navigate through what's a saturated uh, landscape to stand out and be successful? You got to be true to yourself. That's what we've been talking about pretty much this whole podcast. You have to be true to yourself. You're trying to do the duck lips and all of that stuff that you saw someone else do. Do what really comes to you. What are you see me posting videos with of me in my process of tap? Because who else can do it? That's right. You see me posting pictures of the shoes that I designed. Because who else can do it? Well, on the tap real quick, I saw a recent video of you taking your tap shoes and putting them into a Gucci bag. Yeah, so now let me tell you, now we got to explain that because I'm know? not really, you know, Gucci is, so I did that. My friend, it was more for Detroit versus everybody because 
he's my Tommy is my Tommy Walker is my friend, and I told you how I feel about Gucci and what happened. But it was more when I thought about it when they sent me that bag. It was more important to me to celebrate my friend than than this because I'm proud of him for having that situation. It's just I have personal feelings because of who I am and what they did. Fair enough. But it was done well, wasn't it? Oh, it was fantastic. Could be. Yeah, yeah. We're going to pivot to a part of the show we call What Would Rick Jeezy Do? Instead of What Do We Do? And what that means is what would the current day Rick Williams tell his 18-year-old self or share with other 18-year-olds today if, uh, if you could go back and do it again? Get a good bookkeeper, Rick. Like, because that's the part that I don't like to do. You know what I'm saying? And... Everything, like, I would tell Rick to keep going because I don't regret anything. You know, I would just tell him keep going because I've been following what the Most High has been telling me to do since I was a kid. That's why I'm here. I took the road less traveled. I came to the fork in the road and went straight. There was no path. There was a path that I could see other people doing things, but I had to listen to myself. I had to listen and and observe. So at the end of the day, it's just keep listening because that's how we really learn and, and, and apply things. You got to go into action. You have to execute. That's why I'm here. I'll have an idea. It comes in my head, and I know how to get it out to the world. So I'm going to actually paraphrase what you just said yeah. and say that you gave us a two for one is just keep going. Yeah. You would tell your younger self to just keep going. Yeah. And the second one, which you said first, which was just get a good bookkeeper, right? Yeah. And that's so funny because we had on – do you know who Linda Schlesinger-Wagner is? Have you heard of her? No. She has a, a, a shirt company, a clothing company for women called Skinny Tees. Okay. Okay, and they're, uh, she's got her warehouse in Birmingham. She's from Metro Detroit. Okay. Grew up in Livonia. We had her on a uh, previous episode, and she's been on Good Morning America with her skinny tees. And what she said was the same thing because she uh, was so blessed that she was taught accounting yeah. by working for her father as a young person because now that she's got this multi-million dollar brand that she needs to know what EBITDA is and she needs yeah, to understand oh yeah. the books. Yep. And so it's very important for our younger listeners and viewers to understand you can't just have the creative yeah. Oh, I went. Be, I graduated with. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> I, yeah I learned <laughs> like the basics, and I think sometimes I take that for granted because I don't look at college and I don't talk about college a lot. Because I feel like you know, there's a lot of things where I feel like it was a hustle. That's someone else's hustle. Right. You know what I'm saying? And but I do feel like the basics, my foundation, you can find that online, but. It was given to me there. Like, I, I know the basics of accounting. That's why at the beginning, before I got QuickBooks, I was using Excel to do it. And what I'm saying is, if I had someone else doing that, I could have just been doing my job. Understood. Who does that well, that's what I needed to find. But I spent so, it drained so much out of you because I'm doing everything. So I wish I started with that. Yeah, and also as an entrepreneur, like you said, you have to do everything. You did every job, but yeah. at some point to scale, you have to hire other professionals yep. that can do the things that you're not the best at. Yes. And that's something that we're doing here at Great Lakes Wealth and the What Do We Do podcast. We have a beautiful uh, production company, uh, Wayne Media, and um, without their support, I again, where would these microphones come from? Where would exactly. those come from, right? Um, I'm going ha- to have you uh, talk about a quote. We're going to slowly wrap up the show here, Rick. I okay. don't know if you know who said this quote, but I'm going to read it to you, okay? 
Success is not deemed on how much money someone has. Success is defined by how many people are better because you lived. Do you know who said this, and do you know what it means? I don't know. Ex- I said it, uh-huh. but I don't know. Like I got it somewhere else. I, I believe that I got it. When I was in college, my wife and I did this thing. It was like, you remember Amway? Oh, yeah. I think Quick Star. And, it was, and then Quick Star was like their online thing. And we met somebody and we literally got in that business to learn. Like, and I'm the type of person, like I said, I like to observe. So we did that. But when we were doing that, they gave us all these books to read. And it was while I was in college. So I was reading these books. That's where I, that's where I found out about Robert Kiyosaki. Been following him since I was a young man because I liked his books. I loved Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And the cash flow quadrant. These are things that that I read as a youngster, but it was because I was a part of that 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 Amway thing. And not that I would do it now, because I was like, this is a hustle as well. Once I figured out how to make the money, I was like, you know, this is cool. But the principles that I've taken from that journey are with me today. And that's how I feel. Like, how many people can I help? get to this level and help generate money so that they can feed their families off of their creativity and have the understanding of those basic business principles so that they can survive and maintain. Absolutely. And the world is always evolving. Business is evolving. Marketing and branding, raising your family, everything mm-hmm. is evolving. Yes. Um, and so, you you know, the, we always say on here, you either need to learn from the past or you're doomed to, to repeat, repeat it. it. And so you want to take the good from something from the past and then learn and, and get rid of the, you know, get rid of the, the, the bad. Yeah. Keep the good. And yeah, we say, stack up. we say eat the meat and throw away the bones. Okay. Yeah. Just made another one stack up. Yeah, stack up there the you good. go. We on fire today, right. dude. I love it. All right. Well, listen. I uh, I want you to uh, wrap up the show uh, by just saying uh, anything else that you want to talk to um, you know our viewers, our listeners about. Make sure that there's something you leave them with, whether it's um, so what you have coming next, what they can look forward to with the gang, Rick mm-hmm. Williams, Yolanda Williams Enterprises. Okay. Uh, the distinct life. So tell us what's next or what you want everyone to make sure that they don't forget that you said today. Okay. Well, the. This is going to be the first time I ever mention this. We every every June. Oh, we, I like it. Drum roll. Yeah. <laughs> every June we do a party at um Spotlight Detroit. And it's to celebrate Juneteenth. We do it around that time, but it's like our inspire, it's our inspire time. Like we at, a few years ago it was an inspired day at at Foot Locker and we had panels. Then we did the uh just the in the um we dropped the album a few like last year, and then this year we just did the um, Juneteenth party. Next year I'm going to be doing my first solo art show at Spotlight, and then we're going to have that party again. But I think we're going to be doing a um, an artist talk with some of my some of my people that some of my bigger name friends will be coming in to actually facilitate the interview and. We're gonna. We have some things planned. We also have some collections coming to celebrate the 50th anniversary of hip hop with Puma. Is that next year? Yes, yeah, coming okay. up. Yep. So, a lot of good things. Just make sure you following the the, the platforms, and you you won't be you won't miss out. 
Awesome. Well, you heard it here. Put it on your yeah. calendar next summer, summer 2020, the Juneteenth. Yeah. 2023, it's going down. I'm going to wrap up with a quote today, Rick. A true artist is not one who is inspired, but one who inspires others. Salvador Dali said that. Mm -hmm. And I want you to know that you are a true artist just because of that definition. Um, you're a mentor to many. You're an inspiration to so, so many. I'm, I'm proud to uh, call you a friend after this podcast. And um, with that, I really want to thank you for coming on. It's been an amazing hour of your time. Thank you so much for joining us. And for all of you out there listening, all of you out there viewing, this has been season three, episode three, number 66 of the What Do We Do podcast. And as we always say, Rick, live your best life, be radically generous, a great big booyah to ya. <laughs> and season three, episode three, number 66. And we're just getting started. Opinions expressed in this program are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It's only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risks and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional.